Live from the New York City sewers, it's the Heart Nisaki Podcast, episode 127. Welcome everybody to this episode. Uh, I am Matt. That was Mike off the top. How you doing, my bro? Hey, doing fine. Long time no talk on podcasts. Yeah, I know. I got reminded from viewers, listeners. Listeners? Wow. Listeners. Yeah, if, yeah. They, if they could actually view us, that would be some trigger, let me tell you. <laughs> Magic. Wizard. Magic. Wizard. Sorcery. Yeah. <laughs> so, what you been doing lately? Um, Anything. Well, playing a lot of uh, Mass Effect 3 multiplayer on PC. I know. We from, don't care about that. For months Nobody cares about and that. months and months. Yeah, I know. It brings out the bad mic. No, it doesn't. It brings out the best mic. That's not what I hear. <laughs> it didn't last time, and it isn't this time. Oh, Matt. You just have to learn what good, bad, and bad, bad is. This is a good huh? bad. Huh? What? It's a good, bad for me. It's a good, bad? Good, bad. Well, I'm not experiencing any of the good. No. You must be. <laughs> I'm That's not. Right. That's right. I'm winning. You're winning? I'm winning. We're not winning with this. No, we're not. <laughs> No tiger blood, no hashtag winning. No, sorry. No. No. sorry, Charlie. Uh, well, I've also um, started playing the new remake of Rigakutoku Ishin, or Like a Dragon Now, as it's called in the West. The yeah. first, the first game to be called this in the series. Um, I don't care that the name changed. I just don't like that name. That's just too literal. It is literally literal. Yeah. <laughs> a little translation. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't really care anymore. It's, I, 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 it is weird because, you know, we've gone this long in so many damn games with the old name. And I guess I get it. This is the first one they've released over here that we're applying the Yakuza title. Doesn't makes the least amount of sense. But so <laughs> i don't know i don't really care but they change it nonetheless true true me games no nothing but i got other things shocking nobody yeah well <laughs> yeah that's me <laughs> i still haven't played anything since i last touched uh uncharted last year wow uh, the, fir- the first game just, just sucks sucks huge is that you, you play the PS4 version? Yeah, I I liked it a lot better than the original version. I don't like, I don't like the first game anymore. It's just <laughs> the just the unnatural fucking way the enemies move to avoid your shots is so fucking annoying. It was annoying back then, but it's even worse now now that I've have the other two games because what I did was when I was playing them, I played them in reverse order. I played three, then two, then one, mm-hmm. and I like I don't want to play number one ever again that's funny i felt the exact opposite i actually like the new version a lot better and actually think it's much more playable than the original i mean maybe it's because i played on the harder difficulty oh well yeah maybe i didn't but i also played the original game on that hard difficulty too so oh well that's your fucking problem you know maybe you should still i i don't think it'd be any better well it was for me i just played i play games like that on default difficulty i don't really care and um, I felt that the PS4 version was much, because it is like you know it isn't it is 60 frames locked and yeah. they they, can, they changed 
the way the uh, certain controls work and the aiming is much improved uh, with how it works on the analog sticks to where I thought it was a much better version of the game than I liked it a lot more than the original. Yeah, not me. I don't think I ever played again. I I grew an appreciation. I have uh, the same appreciation for number two. I grew an appreciation for number three. The 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 constant. Hey, we're in a building. It's falling now. It didn't bother me. I used to. <laughs> That's weird because that was a huge complaint for you before. Yes, it was. <laughs> and the first game which I played many times on the Super oh, no, oh, Super Nintendo. That was hilarious. Nice slip up there. That made no sense. <laughs> Where'd that come from? I don't know. I wasn't thinking about anything about Super Nintendo at this moment, but <laughs> there it was. Uh, PlayStation 3, and I uh, remember liking it. Still had that issue with the the unnatural, like, oh, my head just ma- magically moves away from your shots. Uh, but this time I just couldn't stand it. I just can't stand it. I'm, just, I'm done with that shit. I just can't. So... <laughs> Though, uh, there is one joke that they do in the second game that they carry over to the third game that I thought was dumb. The Marco Polo and the swing pool shit. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Uh... <laughs> Plebes. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know why I hate it? Because at work, uh, over the years, I've heard multiple people in both stores customers be like yelling it out. Marco, Marco. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Go to that swing pool you can't afford to join. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> don't know why that thing's still a thing. Like It should have died in our generation. That's when I heard it the least. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we're going to get into wrestling first. It's the least amount of things I have. And uh, we'll just get the fuck out of the way. So Jeff Jarrett joins AEW, Mike. I don't know if you knew this. Yes. I don't know if you knew this. I became aware of that, yeah. Okay. (laughs) It says uh, Director of Business Development. I don't know what that means, but he's on my screen a lot, so I don't know how much of that he's doing. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. He's a very active wrestler in the company. Yeah, fine by me. A lot of people are like, oh, Jeff Jarrett, he sucks. I don't know where they get that from other than all the times he was NWA champion in TNA because, you know, he had to had to be at top all the time. So I get that part of it, but he's in a good spot right now, and I actually enjoy him. I think it's, he's fine. I, I watched him on the pay-per-view recently, yeah. and he he still, he still looks like he's in good shape. He still can perform pretty well. Like, that's... For his age, that's 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 a very uh, enviable position in wrestling, you know. So yeah, good for him. And that's all I can yeah. say. I'm a fan of J double F J double R E double T. Ha ha. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's right. I don't care what people say. I, I, I think he's great. He's he ain't he great? He yeah. sure is. He, he he is great. He's great. <laughs> I remember one third time on the. That just reminded me. Other time on the other podcast, I'm sure. Uh, Long-time listener Danny could, uh, she could, she could, uh, say exactly when it happened and what episode. <laughs> so, so, so let me know because we all know you know. Um, but uh, where we in the past, I think, 
I know we joked about the the whole uh, ain't that great. I don't remember why or mm-hmm. what the context was. Yeah. But I do remember vaguely thinking that uh, he sucks. <laughs> I don't know. Or like, ain't he great? No. But yeah, he is. He is. I never felt that way. So <laughs> I don't know. Glad to see he came back around that. Maybe, maybe I didn't. Maybe that part I'm thinking, I'm making up. I don't know. Mm. But Danny, let me know. Let me know. Um, the archivist of this podcast. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's another little tidbit that maybe you didn't know. In the past, back when the higher power was, it was me, Austin, me all along, and it was Vincent Man, and I knew it was immediately because the thing that gave it away to me right before he showed himself was on the Titantron screen back then. He was saying he was on there and they were showing him go on there going, um, they're like, oh, why don't you come out here? Why don't you come out here? And then, you know, and then he's like, I'm, he's like, I'm in the good place right where I belong or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, you're out there in the ring under the hood. (laughs) (laughs) And then he revealed himself. I was like, see? But initially it was supposed to be Christopher Daniels. Interesting. Can you guess why that was not that was kiboshed. And you can you guess by who? <laughs> Without even reading. Because it does say it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what you're looking at. But, uh... Um, no. Oh, uh, no. 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 Oh. It's obvious. Uh, Vince Who Russo? was it? Vince Russo. This is in 1999. Yeah. So but... who's who's the person that said looked at Christopher Daniels and said, he's not going to work He's not going to work for me, brother. Oh, I guess it must be Hulk Hogan. No, obviously not. It's nineteen eighty nine, dumbass. Okay. Chris <laughs> Pritchard. No. Vince McMahon? Yes. Okay. And he's simplistic in his reasoning, so why is it? He's too small. Exactly. <laughs> now was that that hard? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm assuming it would have been a letdown because you're like, you're exp- because when, when you do a reveal of who is it, you expect a certain person you already know. Yeah. No one knew him at the time. Yeah, so. I, I didn't. <laughs> so I think it was a good idea not to go with him, but to just be Vince McMahon, that was also stupid. That didn't, that didn't, that didn't surprise me at all. <laughs> like, everybody took it. Hook, line, and sinker. Wrong, wrong. I did not. I no, did not. It, was, anyway. it was not a surprising reveal. It was more right. like what you would expect, literally. Yeah. And I got it. I expected and got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody was saying other people. I don't think a single person back then was even mentioning Vince. And I was just like, it's Vince. It's Vince. Who else would it be? I mean, yes, it could have been Shane. I heard that at the time. Well, why would it be him? <laughs> I don't know. He's too small, remember? <laughs> Where we're going. We, 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 it was too small. Oh, no. Anyways. So we saw uh, AEW Revolution last couple of days. Yep. And, uh, yeah. It's, it's a, a good show. It's a very it's good a, show, in fact. It's uh, way better than I thought it was going to be. It, the hour-long match at the end, the Iron Man match between MJF and Brian Danielson, did not log along like I'd expect. Yeah, I wouldn't watch it again because again, it's an hour-long match that still goes longer because you know that favorite thing you like, Mike. 
the sudden death overtime? Yeah, I don't like that. I'm, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell, tell me you, why. I'm going to put my foot down here. Just, All right, put your foot down. I hate it. See, I put it on go, the ground and firmly plant it. Yes. Um, so the whole point of a uh, 60-man time limit with a number of falls, the, whoever has the most wins, is that if you if you go to a tie like they did and then do a sudden death, then what was the point of the 60-minute time limit? To me, it's like... I just hate it, because it's like you could have just made the... To put the sudden death part in the actual body of the match at the end. Instead, you didn't. And then you try to... And then when it's over, they always want to be like... They never want to tell you that the sudden death part is part of the rules. They act like it doesn't or it isn't. And then uh-huh. they just... Make to try to make the insert this stupid, what's going on? What's happening? Confusion bullshit <laughs> about something that wasn't actually a part of the stipulations, and it's dumb. And they just attack it on, so they can create more quote unquote excitement. And to me, it just adds stupid. That's all it does. It, it, <laughs> it adds it, stupid. It adds extra time and stupid, as if it wasn't long enough already. Go fuck yourself with that shit. I hate it. I hated it with Brett and Sean in '96. I hate it here. It's the worst part. It's it's a good. It's a really good match. But that last part, that when they they just you know they fucking did it the way they did because they wanted to end it like Brett and Sean, and that yeah. was bad then too. Because that one is even worse because <clears throat> because it had no pinfalls during the, the actual match. Right. It was zero zero, and then they fucking did the thing. It's like, what was the point of the fucking scoring system? Even dumber. <laughs> yeah. And once again, it's a good match too, but it's just I hate the endings of these matches. Here's what I here's the perfect version. Now this is not quite the same exact match, but it's it's very comparable, and that is the Kenny Omega and Katsuchika Okada world title match that they had in 2018 at Dominion, okay, in New Japan. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a specifically a 60-minute match. It was actually a best-of-three-falls, no-time-limit no match. Mm-hmm. So someone had to get two in order to win. Right. And it happened to end up being basically the exact same amount of time as this Danison and JF match. It was 65 minutes. Well, <laughs> I distinctly remember that. And you can look it up. I know I'm right. Um, He's right. And it did not have a dumb fucking overtime bullshit because, of course, it wasn't going to because there was no time limit and you had to win a best of three. And it was a way better match. (laughs) Way better for that reason alone. They didn't have all this other BS they added at the end of the match. It just was, here's the rules. We followed them. They had an exciting, amazing match that was really long and that was the end of it. And it was the best match of that year yeah <laughs> here's how you could fuck that match up you had them get to one fall apiece and they had a time limit and it was expired yeah exactly exactly right <laughs> yeah so good thing that didn't happen yeah so my favorite match one one of my favorite matches of the night was the final burial match, it sounds like a buried alive match, but it's actually just a coffin match. 
uh, mm-hmm. or a casket match, whatever you call it, yeah. same thing. They just can't call it that uh, because, you know, WWE right. might sue them, so whatever. Right. Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So it was Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage, and yeah, that was pretty good. Despite, it, it was it was much better than I thought it was going to be, only because, not because I thought they were going to slack in the match or something, but it just, because of uh, Christian's uh, injury that he had, that they had to hold off this final bout for a while. They, mm-hmm. uh, it just, it'd been a while, and they haven't really been doing anything with it because of that, so. Mm-hmm. But so it was good for what it was. Definitely good. I I gave it four stars. I thought it was excellent. So. Excellent. Yeah, it was very good. I I wasn't expecting a, a ton of from it, but you know the competitors I knew would would certainly uh, do some good stuff. I just didn't expect it quite as good as it ended up. So Ooh. yeah. Ooh. Um, tell the listeners the difference between your four and a half rating for the AW World. Trios championship match and your four and a half rating for the AW World Tag Team title four way match. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see what you're doing here. You explained it to me already, so that's yes. why. Okay, well this is not really about the rating specifically, but but most people wonder why I gave the tag team championship match as high of a rating as I did. It surprised me. That's why I asked you. Yeah, because most people <laughs> I've seen they're giving it on a 10 scale about a, what is it, like a 6 uh-huh. or so. Yeah. And on my scale, I do out of 5 with half-star increments, and that would be equivalent to about a 3 stars for me. Mm. Um, but obviously, I have it significantly higher rated than that. The reason for this is one thing. Uh, that match is... Because some matches like this, this is not super often this happens for me, but sometimes there's a match, and while it might not be the best wrestling match, it is very entertaining despite that. So it's more entertaining than good. And in this case, <laughs> that means I thought it was so entertaining, so entertaining that, that I gave it near a five-star rating for that reason. Whereas the World Trios Championship match was a more traditionally good in-ring match. Mm-hmm. So it got a 4 and a half for that reason. So that's my reasoning. Yeah. So it's because of J- Double J. Jeff Jarrett, obviously. Well, in part, sure. <laughs> I mean, you had eight people in there, so... Yeah, I know. That's part of why it's so entertaining, but doesn't have to be a particularly good wrestling match. Because there's so many guys getting their stuff in, as they say. <laughs> and there, get my stuff out. yeah there's so many so many guys and so many things that can happen because there's so many participants and so yeah it's kind of like a car crash with tons of interference and staves and a bunch of you know in and out with uh, different people doing their spots that they're known for and things like that and ha- interacting in the with people in ways that uh aren't typical or, or, or are expected, but you know, then it just depends on the clash of like personalities and what and their styles. And this one just had a ton of that shit, despite not being the best wrestling match. So it was very entertaining. So, yeah. So what did you think about the current champs, the guns? I thought they held their own pretty well. I mean, there's a, it's not that hard to do though. There's so many people in this match and that's easy to cover up their, deficiencies right because i don't think that they're particularly 
good, but I also haven't seen a ton of them personally since, you know, in the last many months I haven't been watching weekly, the weekly shows. My, my last AEW show prior to this pay-per-view was the previous pay-per-view, which was from November. So I haven't watched anything in between. <laughs> and, and somehow you guessed most of it correctly. Yeah, somehow I did. Um, I, my predictions, I ended up getting going six and two on the on the card. Yeah, I'm just amazing. What can I say? I'm so good. I'm so good at this. Most of the time, it just blows my mind. And and I and these are legit. Like I, I know I don't publish them anywhere, so you can't confirm. And I could be lying and just change it at the last second. But I don't because there's no fun in that. Why would I do it then? You know. Right. So, but yeah, I was surprised. I did. I did have a. Um, uh, yeah, the the two big tag matches, trios and World Tag Team Championship, those two we're talking about even, um, those are the two I got wrong. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> but hey, they're good though, so I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. Hell, Your favorite matches of the night hell, got wrong. <laughs> hell, speaking of when I get it really wrong, that 2018 Dominion New Japan show with that. The Kenny Omega Okada 65 minute match. Yeah. I distinctly remember only getting two right on that, like, on, on that, like, uh, nine match card. Wow. <laughs> and one of them I got right was the main event. <laughs> <laughs> which is, which is funny because at the time I was thinking, I'm probably am right about picking Kenny to win. But I really don't know. No, I'm, I could easily see it going the other way. So, but I took a chance and I was right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, we won't dwell on the negatives for that show. We'll just get the fuck out of here. What are what negatives are there? Well, your lower starred matches and things that weren't so great. It wasn't much of that, to be honest. Okay. That's true, but still, we're even, moving on. Even my, I just want to say, even my, uh, yes, my lowest uh, starred match, which is the TNT Championship match, mm-hmm. it was still fine. It just wasn't remarkable. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good TV match. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Good TNT match. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Could have been on TNT, but it wasn't. Big. Yeah. Um. So let's go. I have. A topic I want to talk about at the end, but I'll wait to the end for that. So we'll go into uh, Vigima games. Mm-hmm. You know, you play those, right? And I don't. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Me, never. Um, so obviously this is already out because we, we slack on this podcast. But Breakers Collection. Yes. I'm still... Do you have it? No, I don't. I'm still waiting for the... Uh... I'm still waiting. I I have ordered the uh, physical edition uh, from a boutique shop, of course. It's not limited run this time. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, I think it's strictly limited is what they call themselves. I've done that them a few times in years past. Right. Uh, But yeah, they, they have not delivered it yet. And I have not, I don't know when it's coming, but the digital version has been available for a bit now. And uh, I've heard a lot of good things about it. I've heard that it actually, is they, people were comparing it to the previously fairly recently released old fighting game collection of 
the Rumblefish package that has one and two on it that came out a little uh-huh. bit before Breakers Collection. Mm-hmm. And I have both of those on order, by the way, for physical editions, of course. <laughs> I don't have either one yet. But I have heard that the Rumblefish one is actually disappointing in not in the sense that the, the games are badly emulated or anything or performed terribly or anything or played badly. It's just that it's come when it comes to like online netcode and features uh, relating to doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Surprisingly, the Rumblefish one is not very good at that and is low effort and apparently not very good netcode. And Breakers Collection is actually exceptionally good, surprisingly so, apparently. <laughs> With not only the features it has for playing online and the things that you can select and do, like, you know, you know, like uh, play uh, uh, training mode while waiting for a match or something like that, you know, which is pretty common on, you know, new fighters yeah um these days but not so much on older ones that are brought out again even if they have net play you know <laughs> so right and on top of being uh apparently a good rollback netcode implementation so yeah what's funny is that okay so you want the breakers collection for the switch right yes that's the one i'm getting yep. yeah i could actually get it from them right now for the PS4, which is what I get it for, I get it right away. Mm-hmm. It's in stock. It's not even on pre-order. Really? So I'll probably do that. Yeah, it's a uh, Breakers Collect Breakers uh, Revenge. Well, obviously, it's the one you play in the one. I mean, they're both. I don't. There hasn't been any. Uh, to my knowledge, there hasn't been any like. There's no real known what the differences and balance changes or any other changes are besides adding in one character in Breakers Revenge over the original Breakers. Right. Uh, there's actually, despite how it's a pretty big cult game to play uh-huh. for, you know, some fighting game, you know, players, it's not known what the actual balance changes are or if there is any <laughs> outside of the one character being added. Hmm. So, which, which... I don't know what it is either, of course. No one knows. But it does feel incredibly similar. <laughs> so so just play Revenge. And just pick pick the new character. He's one of my favorite ones to play. So <laughs> I don't want to pick him. Well, tough shit. Oh, damn. <laughs> so what's the name of that one character with the... Uh, fuck. Uh, with the fencing sword? Oh. Uh, uh, PL. Yeah. So in the original game, his background shows him being from Italy. Yes. And then they changed it in Revenge. Yes. It's a weird thing. <laughs> it should have always been France, but I don't think that they knew what they were doing. <laughs> Luckily, the the flags are exactly the same, just three striped colors yeah. in the same direction. That's probably... So all you got to do is change the green to blue. That's probably where the confusion came from with the developers at the time. It's like, right. I don't know, it's some three-striped, vertically-colored flag from Europe. Who knows? Pick one. <laughs> we want France, you picked the wrong one, we, God we, damn we it. We want France, but we don't know which one, which one that is. So we're gonna yeah, just... we'll take the green one. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking wrong. God damn it. Yeah. The red, the white, and the green. Oh, fuck, it's the blue. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely pick that up here tonight. Cool. Uh, minimize. All right. 
Then we have this uh, Neo Geo Pocket Color Collection. A lot of collections all the time. All the time with these collections. God well, damn. I mean, we've gotten to a, a point long, long ago where where it's just a common thing to release old, old games now. So. I know. It's so nice of them. Yes. Um, whoever that are. Whoever they are. Neo Geo Pocket Collection Selection Volume 2. I don't know if you're familiar with any of these games. So, yes. Baseball Stars Color. <laughs> Sounds like it's on the Game Boy Color. Um, <laughs> Big Bang Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Biomotor Unitron. Unitron. Mm-hmm. God, you're dying getting that next one. <laughs> oh, okay. Gunbari. That's all as far as I'm going to go. <laughs> Gunbari Neo Pokekun. Okay. Yeah. The King of Fighters. Um, Battle Day Paradise. Yeah, yeah. Just keep going, Mike. Uh, Mega Man <laughs> Battle and Fighters, which is if you if you remember those Mega Man Power Fighters arcade games, which no one yes. saw, but I remember uh-huh. them from emulation. They that's basically what that is, except it's a handheld version entry. Oh, okay. Uh, Neo Geo nine, Cup ninety eight plus color. It's a weird name. Um, obviously, it's just a soccer game. Yep. That was also on the Neo Geo at one point. Um, Pocket Tennis Color, Puzzle Link 2, and the one this is this collection really made for, SNK versus Capcom Card Fighters Clash. Isn't that the one you had a, a physical copy for before you sold no, it? No, I had the SNK, the fighting game one, not not this one. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, And that one was in the first, uh, the Volume 1 collection. Um both games of those games and other games were released independently digitally uh-huh. um, on their own. And that's how I bought the fighting game again on my uh-huh. Switch initially because there was no indication there was going to be a, an actual collection of all of them together right. until a lot later. So I ended up getting that one anyway because now I have the other games on it as well. And I've also already pre-ordered from Limited Run, of course, this volume too. And largely because I was about to ask you if we're getting it. So. Oh yeah, definitely getting it. Um, and what's ma- your uh, what's the what's the titles you're interested in on this? Uh, mainly the Card Fighters Clash and uh, Big Bang Pro Wrestling. <laughs> what's interesting about that one? Because it's Big Bang Pro. No, it, it, <laughs> it's a it is a pro wrestling game that I think has got a tiny base graphic system that's similar to. Uh, what's Real Fire Pro? So, oh okay. I don't I don't know exactly, but you know it looks pretty neat, and I'm uh, pretty sure uh, Joe Drilling did a video a, a review on it. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. I could be wrong. But uh, I, I know I've seen it before in action, so it looks pretty decent. Um, but the thing, funny thing is the Card Fighters Clash. Yeah, it looks like the graphics are pretty good. Yeah, for what the system. Mm-hmm. The Card Fighters Clash game. Of course, that everyone loves, you know, to bring up. Right. I've never played it. Still haven't. It came out prior to this collection being, uh, being this actual volume two being known. Mm-hmm. It was actually in one of those, another one, another one of the games that was independently digitally released on its own. You could buy it. And I was mm-hmm. thinking about it, but then I was like, nah, they already got a volume one. It's going to be on volume two. I'll just wait. And I was right. So I glad I waited. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I don't know when that's coming out though, <laughs> or at least when I'm going to get it. I should say. You're interested in a wrestling video game. I wonder why that is. Oh wait, we just went over wrestling. 
Nah, you're joking. <laughs> what is that? You joke too much. All right, Mike. Uh, Street Fighter Six. It launches June second, and I am not getting it. Whoa. That's right, dropping bombs here on this episode, number 127. Yeah, that's right. Now drop the Y-tier bomb. (laughs) The Y-bomb. The Y-bomb. The The Y is is largely uh, has to do with the obvious guaranteed to happen, the same business, you know, DLC decisions that they made with five... And a little, and somewhat on four, but four, yeah, uh, well, we'll just say four was also similar, but five was especially so. In that, I I got five right away, and I followed it the whole way through for years and years, and it just got exhausting, you know? It got exhausting, inexpensive <laughs> to follow it all the way through and get the, get the packs of characters as they come out, mm. and also buy some certain things that were in those packs on their own, like uh, they had every time Evo would come around every year, they'd have a new Evo, not an, an, a stage related to Evo. It's not actually a look, doesn't look like Evo or something, but you know, it's, right. a, it's a special background stage and they're all very cool. And I loved getting those and fighting in them, but, but unfortunately that they were expensive on their own. Like just one of those was like 10 bucks each or something like that. Wow. I think, or something like that. It was crazy. So, comma down capitalism. Yeah, Jeez. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cap commalism. Cap commalism. Uh, anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just. So, two things. One, the exhaustion of that bullshit and following it and having it be expensive. And two, just. N- Plain exhaustion of Street Fighter V. Like, I didn't... I don't have the last few characters they released on Street Fighter V because I just said, I'm done. And even though I have Seth on that game, because I do have that one as the last character that was released that I actually got, mm-hmm. I haven't played him. I haven't touched him, and I don't plan on it because I just got tired <laughs> and exhausted from that game. So tired. It's just too much for Ugh. too long. Like, I don't have a problem coming back to games. But it's just, I don't like this kind of, let's do this shit for years and years on end, and it costs so fucking much, and it's just, just so exhausting. I really like Street Fighter V a lot. A lot more than most people, it seems. <laughs> but it's just... Well, it's funny you say that, but then people were high on Street Fighter Four. And then when Street Fighter Five, as soon as the beta came out, oh, that shit's trash. I saw pro players saying that shit. People you know. About Street Fighter Four. About Street Fighter 4 when Street Fighter 5 yeah. came out the beta. Yeah. And then it sounds like it's happening at the same, doing the same thing again. It's like, you people are just so fucking fickle. I, I, I don't get it either. But now, mind you. Like, you liked it. Stop fucking saying you didn't. Just because the newfangled thing's out doesn't mean that it sucks. Well, those same people, and I distinctly remember this, did this, said the same thing about the early, when they, when the, the you know, when Max and other people got to go to play ultimate Mar- well not ultimate but marvel vs. capcom 3 at yeah at like trade shows yeah in person to get their hands on it and to report back and initially people were not so high on it because you know how mm. fucking people think th- now the zeitgeist is like marvel 3 is like just the shit right like right. It's, it's, the it's, shit. it's a legendary 
It's amazing sure. game. And it is. Actually, I agree. But I never felt like it was crap. I always thought it was really good. They just made right. it better over time, mm-hmm. especially with Ultimate version. You know, it came out a year later. So it just seems like that's what the FTC does on the big fighting games. They just, from Capcom, <laughs> shit on it first. Or in the case of Street Fighter V, some people will just continue to shit on it forever. <laughs> right. <laughs> After they touched it, like, for five minutes, you know, back in 2016. Um, but whatever. What I'm trying to say here about Street Fighter VI is that definitely not getting it at launch. Absolutely fucking not touching it. No. I will probably wait, and if I get it at all, because I do think it looks good. I just, I, I just don't want to do it again. So I'm going to take my time off. I'm going to watch streams and watch people play it, do that kind of thing. But I'm going to probably wait until there's like some version down the road. Of course, that combines a bunch of the, you know, DLC characters and costumes and stages and blah, 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 blah. You know, that crap. Yeah. Into a... Uh, a, a, re, uh, a rationally priced thing that I can buy and just have it and then just play it that way. So, yeah. And unfortunately, that, scrolled... that will that will take like three to four years probably. But Oh, well. <laughs> they're lost. Yeah. Um, I scroll down and I see what's in the standard deluxe and ultimate editions and I'm just looking at it. I'm just like, man, don't make me puke in my suit. All right. <laughs> a copy of Street Fighter 6. Oh, you will let me have it? Thank you. Uh, and then, and then it's like, outfit one, color ten for six characters. What is the fuck does that mean? Uh, you get one outfit, ten colors for the outfit for six characters, and the rest are just what? What? I can, I can, I can actually make the sense of that. It's okay. stupid. So you're not wrong well, on that part. Yeah, I was gonna say, but that it, already was figured. But I, I, I suspect you just don't understand what it means. I don't. Okay, so in Street Fighter V, it did the same bullshit with some some uh, uh, season passes, if you will, or certain DLC packages included. Okay, so when you when you select a character, they have different colors, of course, and they're all numbered. And this uh-huh. is specifically saying you will get the initial default outfit color number ten. For six characters. <laughs> so the specifically whatever color number ten is, you're gonna get that, and that probably means you're gonna get the first nine colors maybe uh, for the f- default outfit, uh, just as standard. Uh-huh. And then color ten will be only available. Well, color ten will be available uh, for six of the characters, and of course they have they're not telling you which ones they are because they're gonna be decided by them, not by you. Right. Um, um, at, initially at launch, and of course the game is going to have more than six characters, so it's just stupid. You don't even know what, what you're going to get. So, and they did the same thing in True Fighter Five with certain things. Like there was a, there's a, there was, there was one point a gold, a shiny gold outfit color for the default outfits in True Fighter Five for not all the characters, but some of the characters because or most of the characters because it came out at a time. Before some of the characters released, so those characters later didn't get it. Mm. Uh, and like Garion had it, of course. He had a shiny gold suit on, which was hilarious looking. <laughs> so I used that sometimes. It was pretty funny. But yeah, it's uh, it, it's stupid. It's just it's just more dumb bullshit business practices is all it is. <laughs> yeah. The shit I'm trying to avoid 
Yeah. And the one-year character passes and shit. Yeah, or in the standard edition, you don't get shit. <laughs> right. Titles and stickers. Oh, boy, that means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb. All right, well, this uh, we all know is available because we already have it. It's the Cowabunga Collection for the Teenage Mutant Turtles, and... But this is referring to an update, I guess, so... Mm-hmm. Not that I would know what any of this update is. That's what I'm referring to. It looks like it's a lot of... Let's see. Oh, a new enhancement for the tournament fighters on Super Nintendo. Ultimate attacks can now be enabled in story mode. Uh, on or off. So you can turn on or off. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that was a thing in the original game, but maybe not. Uh, group mode enabled. Only in Japanese version. I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. <laughs> Number of lives per coin can be adjusted from one to five. That's for the arcade version of the first the turtles, game. The first turtle game. game, yeah. And similar thing, but one to eight lives per coin for the sequel. Difficult. It's just small little things like difficulty can now be adjusted. Mm-hmm. You can make it so the game loops. In the arcade versions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can sign the special attack. You know, the thing that obviously you hit both attack and jump for. Uh, to a different, a separate button. In the 16-bit games. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, and the arcade games. So. Uh. And then there's a filters, additional filter, four color palettes for the Game Boy games. Uh, black and white, Game Boy Green, Game Boy Pocket Green, Game Boy Light Blue. Obviously referring to that Game Boy Light. That was Japan that, only. Right. But yeah. it had like an, an Indiglo-ish, like Timex watch kind of blue light. On right. It. Yeah. yeah, it looked pretty cool. Yeah. But I like how everyone always... People that just are ignorant about the Game Boy would be like, yeah, it's not black and white, it's black and green. Like, no, it's not. But here you go if you need that. <laughs> it's green. It was, it looked green because the screen itself when it was off was that color. No, no, so. no. The the pixels did look like kind of like that, but it was, but it, it 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 was only looked the way it did because the screen was just well. Let's just say it. Shit. It was shit. It was a bad screen. Yeah. <laughs> But it was that way because at the time that was a way to keep costs down so they could actually sell these fucking things. And I had and one then. Sell them, they did. Yeah, I had. I we all we both had one and they were fun for the time, but I could never go back to that screen these days. Yeah, blurry as <laughs> fuck. Yeah, terrible blurry shit. Yeah. How did I ever place Operation C on it? I'll never know. Yeah. How did I beat it on it? I'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you're into Shadow Warrior, the new versions of the games. What I mean is the, not the original PC game, but the newer games, the oh, newer series. Yeah, well, the original was only one game right. anyway. But uh, yes, they are doing a definitive edition for PS5, Xbox, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, and, and PC. Well, and PC. 
Now, I already have the Definitive Edition for PC because I bought the original release and they just gave you the free update. So I already have uh, that. Now, wait, so you already have this Shadow Warrior 3? Yes, I bought okay. it. I bought it last year. It came out last year initially, mm-hmm. early in the year. And then sometime during the year, Steam had a really good sale on it. And I was looking to get move on to it because at some point, I still haven't played it, mind you, but I was gonna look. I was looking forward to it just because I love the first two so much, even though they're fair about different from each other in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But in this, in the style of shooter they are, like the first game is a lot more story focused, and the second game is less so and more Borderlandsy. But it's much better than Borderlands, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, partly because it's more focused and it's not really open world or as open. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I played the show both of those games on PS4, PS5 well PS4 and uh, PC I played both of those games multiple times over right. um, very good games very recommended this one has been reviewed lesser than the other two for their time but we'll see I haven't played it yet it's much more Dune 2016 they basically just these games are basically largely just take a pop more popular shooter of its release era and then it just says we can do that so <laughs> and it does that yeah basically <laughs> so it looks fun i just haven't played it yet but uh i know it runs well on my pc at least the initial version did because that's the one i tested for a little bit uh, when i bought it but now i have the definitive version on pc as well because it's a free update but I am going to buy the PS5 version of this for, of this Definitive Edition because they're actually going to release it physically in May. Oh, really? I it it when this particular uh, article that we're looking at here, uh-huh. this was um, about this is about a month old or a month and a half old from more recently when like within the last week or so they announced that the physical versions are coming out. Oh, okay. Now. And the good thing is, they're actually, as far as I can tell, they're not going to be some boutique shop release. It's actually just going to be put out in actual stores um, in May. So I will get the I will get the PS5 version for that reason, um, because it will run well. See, there was a boutique shop version of the original Shadow Warrior Three that they put out from that was super small run on one of those non-limited run versions of those stores that I didn't end up getting. And it's a good thing because it was only the PS4 version and the PS4 version runs at 30 frames per second if it can even do that. And that was the worst thing about me getting the Shadow Warrior 3 on PS on console prior to now is because the only versions that existed was last gen versions running at 30 frames. And I was like, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> so... So I, I, would, says I no. so I thought I was just going to be like, well, I'll just get it on PC and I'll run it, whatever. But now there's a PS5 version, of course, now. So <laughs> that runs at 60. So it's like, okay, you got me now. But, you know, fucking assholes. Wait so long. Fucking <laughs> assholes. <laughs> so. Mike, the next game. What next game? The next one. The next one over. Oh, you can't say it. Is that why you're, is that what you want me to say? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not, it's not that I can't say it. Oh. It's that uh, it's one of your topics. 
Oh, sorry. Yeah. So, uh, Batsugun, which is an old Toplan shooter. In fact, it might be. It's typically credited as the first bullet hell shooter or the first Danmaku. Or at least one of the ones. <laughs> one of the first. It's also like the last Toplan game before Toplan died. It, was, uh -huh. it came out in arcades in 1993. Um, I. I never played it until the Saturn version, and I bought the expensive Saturn port that came out three years later in '96. Um, and it's an excellent game. The Saturn port is wonderful, and it even includes the special version, which is like a competition version, or, or it's like tweaked to be a little harder. Uh -huh. uh, and it's actually pretty awesome. Uh, and you can just play whatever version you want in the Saturn game release. Um, and the, the, the new, the new switch version is the Saturn version. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just like, uh, this company has already done with, uh, the city connection company has already done with, um, uh, elevator action returns. They ported the Saturn version specifically. Um, and I actually have that on Switch, even though it's not physically released. But this one is getting physically released. Ooh. So I will be likely getting that. Are you importing it? So far, yes. Unless there is... Unless it's coming here. But I don't think it is. So I'm not sure. I'd have to look more into it. But it's it's not coming out for another couple months or so. Physically, so... Yeah. Well, that's good. We like games like this. You do, anyway. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, this next one I only wanted to bring up because I just wanted to see what the games were that were coming out uh, for the game, the game Boy game, game Boy and Game Boy Advance games that were coming out to the Nintendo Switch Online service, uh, just to see what they were, and they are. Tetris. Uh, no, we don't need that. We got better versions of Tetris out there now these days. <laughs> it's just like a constant. Like, remember when it was really awesome on the Game Boy? Yeah, yeah, I do. And it's just, but it's been surpassed. It's been surpassed. Yeah. Thanks. Anyway. It's not the version to play anymore. No. And uh, okay, so other games: uh, Super Mario Land Two, Six Golden Coins. I mean, it's fine. What do you think? Uh, I like it a you lot. I've, you like it a lot. I've once seen it many times. In one sitting. It's, it's good. It's good. Mm -hmm. It's got All a right. very weird soundtrack, I'll say that. Yes. <laughs> That's what I mainly remember. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX. Correct version. If you're going to do it, you might as well give me color. Metroid 2, The Return of Samus. Incorrect. This should not be on there. <laughs> nobody really cares about that game because no one really cares about this first NES game either so if you say you do you're not doing it for reasons that mean actually I like it it's just not, you're not doing it really. um, Warland 3 I think I played 4 on the GBA so I don't know how that one is but I'm sure it's similar <laughs> Kirby's Dreamland sure we go with that. Gorgo's Quest, I guess. 
I I actually own and have played that on the Game Boy cartridge. Yes. It's a very good game. It's, All right. It has We're a lot. Of, it has a lot of slowdown though, but uh, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Game and Watch Gallery Three. Who cares? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Why? Why? Why would we do that? And Alone in the Dark: The New Nightmare. I know nothing about that game, so I will not comment. Uh, coming soon. Games are those are already on there, uh, but these are not. Uh, well, you know how we are with this podcast, so maybe they are. Uh, <laughs> Kirby's Tilt and Tumble, Pokemon Trading Card Game. Can you just do the real thing? Oh, that's right. It cost too much. Never mind. Go do this. Um, <laughs> And then The Legend of Zelda, Oracle of, Age, Oracle of Ages, and Oracle of Seasons. Those are Game Boy Color games. Um, Game Boy Advance titles. Uh, the Legend of Zelda, Minish Cap, the only good Legend of Zelda game. Just letting you all know. <laughs> In case you didn't know. Mario Kart Super Circuit. Uh, why? Just, just get another Mario Kart. <laughs> Mario Luigi Superstar Saga, Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Bros. 3, and Warrior Inc. Oh, and that last one. Oh, Kuru Kuru Thanks. I was going to slip over one of those, I'm sure. I don't have that one, but I do have the follow up on Game Boy Advance Kuru Kuru Paradise. Ooh. And I actually have the box, fully boxed copy of it. So it's a it's a fun little like puzzleish game where you, it this all all the games in the series will play like this where they you're trying to guide this stick. What it looks like, I'm just gonna it's just a, it's a stick. Now in the floor, it's supposed to be a piloted a piloted like vehicle that constantly spins, <laughs> and it looks like a stick. And you're supposed to fit it through these passageways, you know, these these uh, uh, these courses, if you will. And there's different obstacles and different ways to change the uh, rotation of it built into the stages you're playing. To because uh, if you hit the side of the the sides of the uh, like you know you're like you're playing Operation almost, you get a buzz. No, I'm just joking. But you you do lose time, and that's it's a time-based thing where you where you uh you get to certain checkpoints but and uh you refills your health and you you know so i don't know how to explain it really because there's nothing uh, nothing else i can think of that's quite like them but it's also not a complicated game to explain to understand when you see it it's just a little hard to explain it but uh it's pretty fun i would recommend excellent mm-hmm you recommend it, Mike. Despite <laughs> never talking about it, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know what you're talking about. Um, then we got here, uh, M2 announces Toe Plan Shoot 'em Up Bundle Fire Zero, or Zero Fire, sorry, I'm so dumb. And Scratch that, reverse it. Yeah, scratch that, reverse it. It's basically a, a combination of Zero Wing and Hellfire. Which are two tell plan shooters, which is what M2 is all about right now, is releasing old tell plan shooters. Good on them. I yeah. guess. I suppose. I'm not super into most of the tell plan releases. 
So I just like Ratsugun, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I will take Ratsugun and nothing else. However, Zero Wing is Zero Wing's European Mega Drive release port of that game is the one that gave us somebody set us up the bomb and all that wonderful memeage from the early yes. 2000s um, in its intro cutscenes. So we get we get system, we get visual, who knows what. Uh, move every zig, you know, all that stuff. How are you, gentlemen? All your base are belong to us. You know, that's from there. Yeah. Know? Yep. So. Don't expect that though in this version because this is the arcade version. So yeah, just so I want to just let you know, just in case you're expecting the memeage and you on this and you buy it because you're oh, not going to get it. You're probably not going to get it. I can't imagine that version's in there, but it could be because M2 does that kind of stuff. So who knows? I don't know. Just make sure you do detail searching before you buy it because these M2 shot trigger releases are pretty expensive. So. <laughs> Mike, uh, we don't need in the vegan industry or anything, for that matter, outside of their own country, is that Saudi Arabia is increasing stake in anything. And it says here that they've increased their stake in Nintendo. Not by much, but still. Yeah, I don't I don't like... Uh, that, that's not good steak. It's like steak with ketchup. You know, I don't like that. Ugh. Yeah. Not interesting. Not interested in burnt steak with ketchup. That's what this is. No, that's what this is. <laughs> yeah, it's that same Saudi Arabia public investment fund that has also been rumored to want to buy WWE. <laughs> so, and the fact that the country also has a stake in majority stake in SNK, if I remember correctly. Yep. So they need to just fuck right off. Because they're not doing it because they care about video games or wrestling or whatever the fuck they're in. They're doing it so they can get your, get their country some good press for the shitty things they've done. And so you can ignore those things and look, look at all these other things that we're, we're saying we're doing or we say we're going to do or we say we are when we're not. That's all it is. It's just for propaganda's sake. Yep. And pay us for oil, which I don't want anymore. <laughs> so, fuck right off, Saudi Arabia. That's fuck right. right off. That's right, Volkswagen. Give me a, give me a G, uh, all electric GTI, and I will buy it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so fuck off, Saudi Arabia. It has nothing to do with what you has, has nothing to do with. I'll say this. Fuck off, Saudi Arabia. There, I'll just say that. <laughs> Take it how you want. Um, Metal Gear Rising, Mike, Revengeance. It's popular, and yet it's not getting a remake, remaster, or anything. What the fuck? Well, you know, Nanomichi and Son. <laughs> I mean, it it should it deserves it. I mean, I I want it just because the PC version, which of course is the best version to play these days. But it's still of the time, so unless there's some... And I don't know, I never looked into this for this game, because it already ran fine, just 
by getting it off of Steam uh, on modern uh, PCs. It, it runs silky smooth, 60 frames, you know, at 1080p, but that's all it does out of the box. Uh, I don't know if anyone's modded it for higher resolutions or ultra-wide screen resolutions like I have or higher frame rates, but that would be very nice. and That'd be a good reason to, you know, remake it. <laughs> yeah. So... Because it is definitely a classic in that action genre that I love so much. Uh, it's definitely up there with Bayonetta and Devil May Cry and God Hand. <laughs> God Hand's definitely one up there. Yeah. So, yeah. I like the last the last line of this article. It says, here's hoping we get something to see something special for the game in honor of its 10th anniversary today. Even if it's just nano machines, son. <laughs> <laughs> also, I've noticed I've noticed that uh, recently, um, my limited edition PS3 uh, of this version of this game, with that yeah. tall box and that plasma lamp and everything, and right. the additional uh, steelbook case, even though it also comes with the standard case as well for some reason. Um, <laughs> It's it's actually appreciating in value. It's actually worth more than it's sold for now. Whoa. Which, for a long time, I was watching its value. It was worth a lot less than I paid for it for a long time. But as the, as the years have passed, as the decade has gone on since it got released now, yeah, more and more people have rec- correctly recognized it for what I knew at the time it came out, that this is an all-time fucking banger. And everyone, <laughs> everyone's rank, everyone's understanding this now these days and has for years now. And that's why they want the limited edition because it comes with a very special plasma lamp that is a kind of very, you know, with the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, with Raiden's uh, sword in it. Um, uh-huh. And it, of course, does the lightning type of stuff that plasma lamps do. If you want, you can also just have a normal light. It has both modes. It's really mm-hmm. cool. And it's not an extra you see anywhere else in any other limited edition or special edition release for a video game. Right. And I think that combined with the fact that everyone recognizes the goat that this game is, <laughs> is why it's going up in value. <laughs> and it's actually now worth more than it was. Because you know how much it cost when it came out? How much? $150. Holy shit. <laughs> what is it, 200 now? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to look, but it's definitely above 150 right now. Yeah. Which, it, you want to know how, how low it got? And I remember. Like people need plasma lamps, you know, per se. That's right. And this one's the coolest one. You will not find a cooler one. And it's. <laughs> and, and over the years, prior to appreciating above what I paid for it, is I saw it get as low as like 50 bucks on secondary market. Mm-hmm. In past years, so because nobody cared, now they care, and they should. Yeah, that's right. That's what they should. All right, Mike, let's go tack it on here. Keyboards, let's talk them. Fuck yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. Reinvigorated that... by that MT3 baby. Yeah. God damn, it's so good. Damn, but well, we're gonna start at the beginning. Yes. Don't want to get hit <laughs> this is myself, over a year ago, but I'm too excited. Yeah, just over a year ago. <laughs> In fact, it might be more than that, like a year and a half ago. Oh, yeah, it's definitely that. Yeah, so where did it start for you, Mike, since you were the first one? And 
I called you a nerd. I called you a, <laughs> I called you a nerd and geek for it. And then, and then, and it did take long before me. I got into it. So. Dude, 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 you saw the light quickly, but initially you were like, man, it's too much money. What are you doing? This is stupid. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know how, how and most importantly, nerd. And yeah, I most probably nerd, nerd. Hey, you understand the scissor switches just weren't all the shit you thought. All right. That's right. Now they were good and I won't yeah. lie, but I can't go back to them now. Not after this <laughs> fucking wonder, you know, and I initially, st- <laughs> this, this fucking wonder, this amazing. Hallelujah. Yeah. Okay. It didn't initially, <laughs> it didn't initially start this good. It's good as I have now. I initially got a. <laughs> it got better, bro. It did. It got it, so not... better. Here's well, here's 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 my roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> oh, here's my initial roller coaster of emotions. I got it. I got the first one, which was a Keychron K8, which is a plastic piece of shit, in my opinion. These days. <laughs> but. But, just like just like everyone bitch shitting on Street Fighters in their previous, you just like now it's a piece of shit. But at the time you're like it's the best. No, seriously. At first I was very happy with it, <laughs> and I even got some like their retro-ish Mac uh, PBT keys key uh, yeah. uh, caps that were sold separately. Guess what? I don't move. I don't use any of this shit anymore. I don't. <laughs> I have those keycaps still, but I haven't used them since then. And uh, as far as the K8, which I got a second K8 for as well, because I wanted the one with RGB lighting, because initially I got the one with just the white lighting. And yeah. the uh, the second one also, I, I got it with the uh, aluminum siding or whatever it was. Yeah, like the top frame. Yeah, yeah, the frame around it. That's what I initially got. So, But it didn't take me long into that one. I was like... You know what? These kids fucking suck. I I don't like them anymore. This plastic <laughs> garbage needs to go. And the and, and I and I already had those kind of feelings. But then once you got the Q1 in early 2022, yeah, when they first brought that out and this all metal one, yeah, and I I was first like I don't know whatever, and then you just said I'm gonna get one, and then you did, yeah. and I felt that. I immediately was like, fuck it, I want one. I don't want this K8 plastic trash anymore. All right, hold on. Before we get to where it went from there, <laughs> let me go back to my beginnings. <laughs> After calling you a nerd, um, I went with an Iconix, which actually to the date is the most expensive single board that I bought. And I bought way more than you did. <laughs> you sure did. Way too much. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Super nerd. <laughs> um, so I got their 96% size, which is basically just a full-size keyboard as you know it, with number pad and everything, but scrunched more together to save space, especially uh, horizontally, so on the desk. And I thought I liked it, but then I didn't because that's small zero. Because it has a one u zero instead of a two u zero, uh, it's not. A, it wasn't the most absolute unit that I needed, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and that's the mostly what Iconix has, just a bunch of ninety eight percent, ninety six percent. I'm sorry, ninety six percent keyboards, and so I didn't really care for it then. But it was, um, 
this was uh, let's see it was not hot swappable and you even said i should be waiting to get a hot swap i was like no i need to know <laughs> super nerd super nerd and <laughs> i got cherry brown switches and pbt keycaps with them they were fine i guess <laughs> uh then i eventually went with the keychron k10 which is a full-size normal full-size keyboard also aluminum frame just like the previous one um and yeah I went with, and i still went with brown switches because you know i'm a nerd uh dumb and uh it still was not swap hot swappable so you know i'm really getting good at this um <laughs> and because i was complete fucking crazy i went on amazon and bought a royal kludge with a k um 96 percent as well uh and i got blue switches in them just so that i could just find out what those are like then i got a k10 again <laughs> this time it's hot swappable because <laughs> I'm really good at this um, and I got more blue switches because I'm really good at this even though I don't like that stuff uh, then I finally got a Q1 and that's where uh, our story picks back up with you Mike yes because you wanted one mm-hmm. and I was like I'll buy it so I did. Yeah, it was like an early. Because I'm really, really smart at this thing. An early. Uh, you, well, you bought it as an as an as basically my birthday gift for that year. Yeah. Months yeah. in advance. It's like you're getting it now, but you're not getting nothing then, bitch. That's fine with me. I didn't care, uh, and I definitely didn't because uh, I I kept that thing as my main keyboard. And basically, it still is, but we'll get to that. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I. I've been using that ever since, and I love it. I love. I don't want to ever go back to a plastic keyboard ever. I just don't. <laughs> no, because these. That's the thing we haven't mentioned yet, is that the the Q ones and the Q line of Keychron keyboard keyboards, and there's a lot of them now. Back then, it was they were slow to come out because I was sitting there going Q zero, please give it to me. It was a, it was a solo number pad. It was the same thing, otherwise. But now they got up to like Q12, which I have. So we'll get to that. Yes. yes. <laughs> we will definitely get to that. Yeah. So so I, what I did was I uh, so the Q the Q series is full metal. It's not just a frame. It's full metal in every way possible, and uh, it's superior to your child plastic shit. That's right. Your plebeian garbage. Yes. Um, so. I had a Q1 for a long time, or I still do. I mean, but you know, I got this. I got the more limited version of the color, the shell white one, right? Because uh, everything had to be white um, at the time. <laughs> at yeah. the time, um, and I really like it a lot. And my favorite, uh, I had, I, I tried a lot of different number of different switches and keycaps on it over the last year or so, and my favorite was definitely. Um, the Aqua Kings by Everglide. Uh, those yeah. things are so smooth. Those linears are fucking insanely good. I love them so much. Definitely my favorite linear so far that I've ever used. And yep. um, and I the keycaps. Um, I, I I tried many different ones. I they were mostly all OEMs profiles except 
uh, except one time I got some XDAs because you did, and <laughs> yep. and I wanted to try to find some that would work for my keyboard that uh, um, that I could try because they're all because the interesting thing about XDA and this there's more than one profile that's like that's like this why this is interesting but these are interesting because they're all flat in the same in the same height as across all rows which means you can put you can configure if you can program your board and you can and with the keychron stuff you can uh well the q series and the v series you can program it yeah you can program it uh with via and other software to have any key be anywhere basically and so it makes so having the xda profile which is a flat a same height across all rows means you can just put easily put any key anywhere any keycap anywhere which is nice it's not necessarily the best and we'll get to that but <laughs> but it's a nice feature of having that kind of profile and i was using that for a long time but you know i still didn't love it in in a hugely huge way except for that nice you know put anything anywhere type of thing um and otherwise, I've been using OEM, which is what most people are used to. Even if you're not into mechanical keyboards, a lot of keyboards have just use OEM as a profile for their keycaps. Um, so, and that's fine. It works well, but, you know, it's, it's plebeian. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everybody's got it. We don't want it. Yeah. But this is the most common, so it's, it's kind of hard to, to do much about that. Uh, do you have anything before I get to my current setup uh yes uh so what i did was yeah like mike said i we went to uh xda keycaps because i tried them and thought they were pretty cool and i still do even though i don't have them on right now um as far as switches goes i started to realize i started because i started because when you go to at least at the time when we were, i was watching some videos about this stuff they're all like a lot of even even a lot of manufacturers of these switches will say, "Oh, you should get the tactile for beginners and shit." And I'm just like, "No, no, no," because, no, 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 no. It's because linears there's just there's more selection, and it's just overall just a better experience, I think, because a lot of times the tactile tactile bump that you're supposed to feel you can barely feel it, especially in just the generic uh, brown versions of switches, whether they whether it be from Gateron or Cherry, it doesn't seem to matter. They're I, just. I have something to add to that, and that is. Yes. Like my first, my first uh, additional switch was actually a tactile. It was the Gateron Pro Purple, and uh -huh. that was also one that had a very small tactile bump and very not not noticeable kind of thing. Yeah. And then after that, I went on to the most tactile one I've ever used, which is the Zeal Zelio V2s which was too tactile, like it was too much, like so pronounced, oh, way too much. And they were also very expensive for switches. So I uh, didn't like those that much either, but they were, they were fine for what they were. Just, I didn't prefer it to be so pronounced. And then I have my current ones, which we'll get to that I actually think are a good, a very, the best, the best tactiles I've used. Now I haven't used very many, but they are very, they, they split the difference in a way that's really good. So we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Um, but then eventually I, uh, I found some linears I liked, which are Gatteron Blacks. And 
the black are pretty good, and I enjoyed them. But once I got to the Aqua Kings, I, it's, nothing has really swayed me from them since. Mm-hmm. So that's what I have in my current board. In fact, you bought my, more, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because my current board uh, requires more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I ended up get. I actually ended up getting the 67 grams ones for this board. I had previously. My other board has 62 grams in them. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it did. I I removed everything from it because I got. I initially got bare bones. All my Q boards, Q1, Q0, and Q12 are all bare bones. I just. All I do is get switches and keycaps to put on them. So, uh, currently I have the uh, navy blue, beautiful uh, <laughs> Q12 with with um, with the uh, with the Aqua Kings in every key and the uh, MT3 keycaps from Drop. So go for it. And I have currently. Uh... I bought another Keychron Q1, but I bought the version 2 special edition color with knob. That's another thing. The uh, A lot of different uh, Keychron uh, Q-series has knobs and replacing uh, a corner key somewhere that you, know, you can twist it for volume or mute it for pressing it in, or you can just program it in VIA or some other software to do whatever, like my brother has done on his. Yeah. Um, and... So I my initial Q1, the shell white one, does not have a knob. But this one does because the special edition is only available with a knob. And I was like, sure, whatever, that's fine. And I got the color I chose. They have, what, four different colors that were special edition colors? And it was like a brick red, like yeah. a, a deep purple, um, yes. uh, a champagne gold, and the one yes. I got, which is the orangey yellow, which looks fucking awesome. Yes. Um, and um, I currently have, and of course it came with its own. I could not, that's another thing, I could not get the Shell White Q1 initially or this one, Bare Bones. I had to buy it with shitty fucking switches and keycaps. I was hoping the keycaps would actually be nice because they look nice. Like they they have, the default ones are, I have the orange, yellow, and when white keycap split you know for the sections that it, it colors whatever and it looks great and i wanted to use them for the longer haul at least for the time being but immediately upon touching them they felt cheaper than any other default uh keychron uh boards uh keycaps that i've ever used and they really felt bad and thin kind of shitty so i really wanted to be rid of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> so because of this I went, and I was like, well, fuck it. So, because they fuck up. So I went and got... (laughs) I went and specifically looked for something. I knew I wasn't going to find the exact color of this board for the keycaps I was looking for, because it's a very very peculiar orange-yellow combination. Um, But I was like, well, but it's it's actually kind of more yellow than orange in a lot of ways, even though they lead with orange as the first one color in the name. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, yellow will be fine enough. I'll just find something with yellow. I've looked orange as well. Orange by itself, fine too. And I settled on a uh, drop set, a drop.com set that uh, was a f- quite expensive, <laughs> but oh, so impressive. Um, 
they are the Serica R2s uh, with the that with the MT3 profile, as my brother just mentioned, his as well are also a drop set with Marvel. Uh, yeah, Captain, Captain America. Captain America set. Um, <laughs> the, the main difference is mine are PBT, his are his are uh, ABS plastic. Yeah. Um, that's the really only big difference. Um, and you want to get you want to get PBT if you can. ABS isn't bad per se. It's not like it's quality reasons. It just PBT is better because it doesn't. They don't shine up with your oily skin as much as ABS does. Well, I've noticed in more recent uh, other keycaps I haven't mentioned, but I have yeah. used such as um, the other drops that I got. The Keystream keycap said that you also got some of. <laughs> Yeah, which I got the Arctic color, which is just completely transparent, and you got the ones that are like what green or something? Smoke. Smoke. Okay, so yeah. like a grayish smoke uh, color. They look amazing. They're both ABS. They don't have that problem with the oils in your skin. If they're made in high quality enough, then they don't have that problem. They just don't have like the nice kind of like text, like light texturing that the PBT seem to have. I don't know if that's always inherent to PBT, but it has been on the ones I've tried. And and these MT3s are no different, and they feel awesome that way. Uh, so, But these are a largely white, but also yellow. And you can also opt to use a black escape and a black return key if you want as well. Um, but they look really great on this keyboard. They feel amazing. The PB... The... Uh, the the main thing that's the most impressive, and I didn't buy these because they were MT3 profile, but that's the reason I love them. <laughs> I was mainly looking for something that relatively looked nice and matched, relatively matched my new color of my keyboard. Right. But I come to find out, since I never tried MT3 before, I was like, oh, I saw their MT3. Oh, uh, whatever, fine. I didn't expect anything from that. I was just expecting, like, whatever, they're probably fine. Uh, and it comes to find out that not only are they a very, uh, very, uh, um, very typing-focused uh, profile, but they actually improved my speed typing, like somehow, like instantly. And my brother, before he even got his set, he sat down at my keyboard, he typed, and I know his—he's a little—he's sl- slower than me, but he—he he improved. You improved as well by using these this, this keycap yeah. set. It was crazy, and it yeah. wasn't like, and we kept trying more tests because it was like this has to be a fluke, and it never was. It kept, yeah. it was the same improvement every time. So I was like, damn, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and they feel amazing to type on. Like they feel really good. Like I love how they feel. So yeah. and the contours of them and how they're they're quite tall, especially the upper most rows extremely tall right. like there's snowy peaks on that shit that's how tall they are <laughs> i mean but they are they're very Mount nice Everest up there yeah oh yeah 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 you can ski those mountains baby but <laughs> but they're they're very nice they feel great ski those <laughs> and and uh just get yourself a wrist rest and you won't have to worry about you know the height of them on your keyboard but you should have one anyway really let's be honest right yeah. So let's be totally honest. Yeah, let's be totally honest. And also, just want to shout out to my current switches. They are the Gatoron GoPolar Azure Dragon V2s. They're tactile, and they're the best tactiles I've used so far. B2 
because they split that difference, as I mentioned earlier, from the extreme of both sides of not tactile enough and too tactile. They just they also they seem to have the bump more at the top of the press rather than in the middle, like most of the other ones I've tried. Yeah. And I don't even think that I'm like when I'm using them, I don't think about the tactility at all. It's weird. Like I forget, even though that's obviously there and it's tactile enough that you don't really you notice it. But uh, but when you're not really thinking about it, it just doesn't come to mind. You don't think about it. You know, it's really strange and it feels good, real good stuff. So it feels good. There is one thing I want to talk about switches that I don't like, and I've already told you this, obviously, but let's put on the permanent record. Box switches. I don't like them. I've only tried one set of those, and that was the burnt orange. Uh, yeah. Which felt really rough uh, and when you press them. Uh, so I... And they, and they were also tactile, I believe. They were tactile yeah. uh, box. 60 grams. Yeah, yeah. I just... I just handed them off to you because I was not that impressed with them. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, hey, you can. Have I didn't, <laughs> I didn't like them, and I didn't know why because the only time I ever tried any box switches. But then I got this is this was us going down to uh, Micro Center. Yeah, and I uh, I bought some, I bought a box of um, box blacks from Kale. These are linear, the same sixty grams though. Mm-hmm. And it's the exact same problem. I was like, what's the issue here? And then I eventually went back to, you know, ones without the box on them. I was like, that's the reason. It has to be. I've never had a feeling the way the box um, the box switch, the way it's constructed and how it constrains you. And that might be good for some people. For me, it just didn't feel right. It felt like it was too difficult. It was much harder to press it down or something. I don't know exactly, but the point is, is I didn't like it at all. And the issue ultimately I realized was the box. It wasn't that. I think what it is, is anything that else. The, the box construction makes it so there's a lot less uh, wobbling of the keys. Right. And I think that's what you didn't like is that you didn't yeah. like how restrictive it was. You wanted to be able to press it even slightly off center and have it pressed down smoothly. Whereas yeah. I think the box restricts you to be more more accurate, and it just doesn't feel right. I guess. Yeah, it just yeah. it bothers me. Yeah, if I could understand maybe the uh, the ability to oh, when you're about to push a wrong key and you lift up, it won't press it maybe because it's because like you said it's more precise. But I don't know. It just it feels weird to me, and I'm just not I don't. I'm not comfortable with that. Yeah. So. Also, uh, another switch that people love to fucking throw glorious amounts of heap and praise onto is the um, the glorious panda switches. Mm-hmm. And I don't care for them either. Those are also tactile, so maybe that's it. <laughs> I just, I just a linear guy, I guess I can say. I mainly straight to the point, like I always am. <laughs> I mainly that too, but I, I really wanted to try these Israel Dragons because I thought they sounded good based uh-huh. on my videos I watched about, you know, someone talking about them and hearing them. So, and it turns out, yeah, I like them a lot. So, hey, there's a win. And then the next ones I want to try, which I already took some off of you, was these ink blacks that you had. Yeah. That I, 
I don't know. I'm just kind of interested now in him for some reason based on what I've watched recently. So. Mm. Okay. So I just have to get I just have to get more of them before I can put them in. But yeah. And uh, one last thing I just want to mention that uh, so I do have a picture up on Mastodon because you know that's where you need to be now. Twitter's dead. I don't know if you knew that. But um, <laughs> <clears throat> I have a picture of my my current keyboard with three sets of keycaps. I have the ones that the initial drop set, the smoky ones. I have a picture of it with that. I also have a picture of them with the XDA keys on a minty looking set. And then I have the picture of my current MT3 caps caps America on it. (laughs) I had to. And specifically that last set, which is currently on here. And you'll see that my, uh, my keycaps don't make a whole lot of sense in some areas. And that's for a good reason, because I reconfigured some of these keys. Like, who uses tilde? Rarely at all. I I definitely don't use the other, what, accent or whatever the fuck it is on that key. I don't even know. <laughs> what is it even called? I don't even know. So I moved the tilde by itself to FN plus that key. And then I just changed that keycap to... It came with a set. It literally says any key. <laughs> so I thought, I let's use it. Because what I what I had already programmed that key as is just to bring up the one press and brings up my calculator on my Windows machine. So that's what that is. And then I can just float right over to the number pad next to it. Which at the top, the, it's got the knob, and which I configured... To do six things instead of three, because all you plebeians just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and what it does is it, it's, it's, there's a, it's all about the lighting. It's all about the, the RPG lighting instead of volume or anything. If, so I have it connect, I have it so that you can change the hue, the saturation, and the speed. So what I did well, I didn't do this. This is how it actually is. If you hold down shift, then it'll do the opposite. So, in other words, if you're... So, I have turning it to the right be increase the hue. If I hold down shift and turn it to the right, it decreases the hue. That's how I got six on there. Because awesome. when, you, when I turn it to the left, it changes um, fuck, the saturation. If I hold shift, it decreases the saturation. And I press it in, it increases the speed. And what does it do, Mike, when I hold shift and press it in? Decreases the speed. That's right. You got it. All right. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, other keys I switched around, which is right next to that knob, there's a Captain America Shield key, because, you know, cool. Uh, that's just a percent percent sign so that way if i'm doing something on my number pad i want to go uh 59.99 minus 68 percent i can just hit the hit that key instead of having to hold down shift and hit the five key and uh the other key the star key is the uh it's just a dollar sign and that BS key is not bullshit. It is backspace. And it does do the backspace. <laughs> oh, 
on the other side of the keyboard. I do not have an F F12 unless I pre press hold FN and press that key. It's print screen, and the reason it's print screen is because who needs a fucking F12? There you go. Well, you know, <laughs> maybe there's somebody that does, but not you. No, not me. <laughs> Anything special you did with your keys? Not, not too much. Uh, just mainly changed the uh, the right alt to um, do uh, 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 change the kana since I I uh, so in, within Windows I have it set on Japanese Microsoft IME setting. That's how it is right now. Always is on that. Uh -huh. And so you can do it by like I think it's like shift tab or something like that changes the kana thing but i just wanted one button for that so when i want to no it was shift tilde i don't know whatever something like that anyway you uh, still you forgot again yeah i don't care um <laughs> it doesn't matter um the point is <laughs> is that uh i can just go over to the bottom right where it is in the toolbar and just click it once and it'll switch like i want uh-huh I've changed it. I macroed the right alt on my keyboard so that I just hit that and it'll change it to Kana or back to English letters. And you can change it to other modes where it'll flip flop between other things. But I have it in, uh, specifically, I have it in half width alphanumeric slash direct input. So. <laughs> and who needs two alt keys? Let's be honest. And uh, when I hit that alt key, then it switches to hiragana. So that's the two modes it switches between. Neat. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't need two alt keys. There's no need. In fact, no. I've I've noticed over time, even before I made that change and wanted to do that, I noticed that I use left all, almost all the time anyway. So it's like, I'll just keep doing that. <laughs> <laughs> don't break the bank. Just yeah. keep doing it. That's right. Should probably uh, find something to do with that right control key because I don't use that for control either. Yeah, I use too small. I, I, well, it's not even that's too small. I just don't even when it wasn't, and I used other keyboards that were had the, the larger size on the that's on that side of the space bar. I mm -hmm. still used the left side. It's just what I prefer. It's just how I do it. So, so maybe someday I'll find a, a reason to change that. <laughs> <laughs> all right mike that sounds like that i'm about to do it right that is about what we do yes we will we will call it an episode here uh so you can check us out on mastodon because you know twitter's dead remember that right fuck it uh, yeah twitter's fucking dead fuck we're on um mastodon.social and if you just there's tiny URLs that I have um, linked in on the uh, show notes so that you can just click right there. But, uh, yeah, it's the same um, the same usernames we've always had. Yes. Uh, so an easy URL to remember is mastodon.social slash at and then our name. So you can just do that. That's the shortest 
URL right to a profile of ours or anyone's for that matter. But unfortunately, you do need to know the exact, the first part of the message on social. If someone's on a different server or a different instance, I should say, they you need to know what that's called. And then you can put slash and add their name. But that's what you need to do. So unfortunately, it's a bit of a complication, but I think you all can handle it. You're smart enough. I believe, <laughs> I believe in you. Yeah, right. Yep, and of course you'll find the show notes on at uh, um, heartarchive.wordpress.com and uh, yeah, so that's all there is to it. Get to it. See ya. Bye.